Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We are both dental assistants in the world that have been doing this a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. And what we're doing is we're going online and we're finding that uh, some dental assistants are running into humps in their career field with their team, with their doctors. We're dissecting them. We're pulling out those pearls and we're helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hello, Miss Jules. How are you? Good morning, Miss Rhonda. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. I'm super excited. I feel like it's been like a million years since we've talked. I know, and it's only been a week. But it <laughs> feels like a million. We're, we're becoming close friends, right? It's like it just feels Definitely. like forever. <laughs> sure does. Maybe we should just do a podcast every day for like 10 minutes <laughs> so we can talk. I'm in. The I'm 10 in. minutes still. <laughs> Fill in the beans ten, in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, okay. So 10 minute bean talk. Okay. Let's put this in motion. Mm-hmm. I'll work out some logistics. <laughs> we'll just talk for 10 minutes about nothing but smack. Yeah, I've got smack. Well, you guys, seriously, out in podcasting, this is just dental related stuff. Like, if Julie were to truly, if we were supposed to sit down together and just talk out like random stuff. This could be like a four hour episode per week. Right. <laughs> and we could have it over a glass of wine or shots of tequila. Mm. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I currently have coffee, but I would pass for one of those other options. <laughs> or a beer. Good old beer, you know? Yeah. Ooh. You know what? It's funny. Like we were on the boat this weekend and my husband only had a couple of different types of beer and I really wanted a beer. And I was like, do I do the yellow or do I do the green? He, well, he's like, well, which one do you want? I was like, well, which ones taste more like Miller Lite? And he's like, they're, they're fancy beers. Like they came from this refinery, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, which one tastes like Miller Lite? <laughs> you did not hear my question. No, I was like, ah. Oh. So I opened up one. I was like, this one tastes like armpit. <laughs> it was all hoppy and bleh. I couldn't do it. I was like, neither yeah, of these a- tasted like Miller Lite. He's like, because they're not Miller Lite. I'm like, but uh, there's, I just want Miller Lite. <laughs> I'm out in the Cape and they have a couple of breweries here. So, and the people that we were with are with my in-law or my in-laws, uh, my brother-in-law and his wife in the other people they brought a bunch of their own beer so I'm not a big beer drinker but I did have a really good hard cider the other night that was really yummy so does that even classify as beer though I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) I don't really think so (laughs) you know there was a time there in my 20s where we literally lived off of Bud Light like I remember looking at our trash can on trash can pickup day and I was like, wow, there's no food in there. It's all cases of Miller or Bud Light. It was just shocking that we lived off of that. (laughs) We had an issue when we got here because this house that we rented in the Cape, um, 
down at Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, the refrigerator was off, so you have to turn it on. Well, they packed it full of all this beer. So this refrigerator downstairs in the kitchen only had beer at the time for some reason because we hadn't gone grocery shopping yet, and it wasn't getting warm. Well, it's because there's so much beer in there Ugh. that it was working overtime, and they had blocked the, the fan that pumps the cold air. So I don't know if anybody knows about refrigeration, but the cold air that comes in the refrigerator part comes from the freezer. So when you crank up your freezer to cool down your refrigerator, the fan, there's a fan that sucks the cold air out of the freezer and pumps it into the refrigerator. So that's why the refrigerator part gets cold. So if you don't have it in balance, the freezer is going to work really hard and it's going to take longer. So you have to have, that's why you always do the recommended settings because it puts it in balance. So we had both cranked up. We had the freezer cranked up to five and we had the refrigerator part cranked up to five and it wasn't getting cold enough. And it was because it was really technically out of balance and with all that warm stuff in there. So they say you should never put anything into the, into the refrigerator until it's cold because if those items are warm, they're going to suck all, you know, it's going to absorb it all. Yeah. Take longer and, and more. To re- so we called the owners and then I read the manual and this is what they told us. So we had to take everything out of the refrigerator put it back to balance and within like two hours that thing was super cold and put our food and our put our all our beer back in there (laughs) see that that is see that's that's the stuff that that's critical thinking guys like that that can apply to everything in life like instead of finding just the problem and complaining about it you figure out the solution like you don't need anybody else i mean jules you you called the the property manager out of courtesy but in the real world like had that not been an option you would have divided and conquered okay what's the problem what's the, you know, the most common solution and what do we got to do to get it right? Like, that's like three steps that could help anybody in any problem of their life. (laughs) Like, and and, and it's just a freezer talk, you know? (laughs) And the thing thing is, is, um, it can pertain to a dental office because you always read your manual. So always read your instructions for use with any product, any type of thing autoclave if the autoclave breaks there is a guide to tell you why it's broken why it's airing what can be done about it so there are things put into place to help us not be so frustrated and to kind of figure out solutions or problems right so definitely definitely just read your instructions for use when you get struggled and there's if you don't have the manual to an item there you can google and every manual to anything you buy comes up on the internet somewhere it yeah. might take you a couple minutes to find it but we didn't have the instruction manual for the refrigerator we just googled yeah and now and you're practically an expert the model. <laughs> right. i'm a practically an expert on refrigeration so if anybody needs a refrigerator repair i am for hire i'm really cheap maybe a good <laughs> beer wine <laughs> I will make sure your alcohol is taken care of. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. It's true. It's true. And like half the people in the world have gone out of their way to make a YouTube video, even if you can't find the literature. 
Like, yeah, well, that's day and age. Crazy. Yes. This day and age, it is crazy to think, oh my God, you can't figure this out. You know, because you think about it, those repair guys that you hired to come to your house to fix something, they just didn't pull it out of their butt and say, hey, I know how to fix this. They probably read the manual to fix it from the manufacturer. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. So you guys sip of my lovely coffee out of a Keurig. <laughs> think about Jules's uh, freezer story when you guys have an issue with the office. You know, Sarah right. goes down. Um, your steamer's not working in the lab. The lathe won't turn. Your, you know, ultrasonic is well. Ultrasonics are a little trickier, guys. They're very simple machines, so when they break, they're usually broken. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Sometimes more complicated those are machine. Yeah, the the more options you have to triage it. <laughs> mhm. That's a good point. Triage your machine, man. Yeah. Okay, Miss Jules, I'm letting you go first this week for posts. Okay. So my post comes out of Dental Assistance Worldwide, and the question was, what would you do if your doctor was billing out a three surface filling while doing a two surface filling? I, I feel disgusting just working here. Mm. So things we need to remember is, you know, when we see it with our physical own eyes and it's on the chart to be done a certain way, you know, we're, we kind of think figure it's going to get done that way. But if you see, if, you know, a lot of us know the difference between an MOD and an MODB right? An MO or an MO. So you have to break contact through the distal surface in order to bill it out. So if you're typically doing uh, um, MO, but yet the doctor is almost to the distal, they can technically bill out a distal. It doesn't have to break all the way through, but we also need, want to make sure that we're doing it ethically because they're, they're only into the occlusal in the middle of the tooth and they did it. That's unethical. So I, how I would approach things that don't seem accurate to, like maybe they didn't do a buildup and they build out for a buildup. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Is I would ask the doctor, say, hey, we only did a crown prep, um, but I, I saw that the front office built out for a buildup. It's not a mistake kind of do it in a way that doesn't make you look like a know-it-all or know that they're doing something wrong, but kind of be like, oh, can I ask why we build a three surface instead of a two surface? I thought, you know, kind of ask questions um, because that maybe they'll realize, okay, we are doing something that, you know, Sally Susan is not, um, is always paying attention, is not as stupid as we think, you know, because some doctors might think, oh, the assistant doesn't know anything about billing, but they might know something about billing and ethical. And the thing is, is if you're in network with insurance or not in network, it is insurance fraud to bill for something you did not do. Um, and that's not okay. So in the office, it, it would happen to fall on everybody's responsibility, not only in the doctor's note, because they did an MO, but they billed out for an MOD. And it could be an error. Who knows? But that's why you say, oh, I, you know, I noticed we did an, you know, we did an MO, but somebody built out MOD. Should I go tell the front office to change it? Kind of bring it up like that, because then you're not going to look like a know-it-all. But if you physically 
or physically, not physically, mentally know that they did something that they, they didn't bill for and they build for it or they do something they didn't bill for. Excuse me. I need more coffee. Um, <laughs> I think we're picking um, up what you're putting down. Up. Yeah, probably. Um, you, you know, speak up. But also, you know, like I do chart note audits and, you know, I look at notes because in the event an insurance company audits you and says, oh, I want to see this patient's record that you did all this. If your note doesn't match up what's on the ledger or the x-ray, like the next set of x-rays when they get them taken, then you're going to have issues with the insurance company and they'll charge you with fraud. So that's what the doctors need to be aware of. And even if you say to the doctor, oh, I listened to this podcast and so on and so forth, we have to make sure our notes, uh, you know, match up with what we bill out and, and our x-rays in the future, because that's the thing, if you're placing, you, and you can see a composite MOD on an x-ray compared to an MO, we all know we're not, we're not, we're not silly, what did I say, we're not idiots. All of the systems know how to read x-rays and can tell the difference between a composite amalgam and the surfaces that covers, right, even though right. it looks like a flat image, is that even to the to the naked eye, the, the insurance company will be able to tell that too. So if you do an MO on a patient today and then you bill out for an MOD and then six months they have x-rays, that x-ray is going to show an MO. It's not going to show an MOD, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, in the so, proof in the pudding there, like there's no, <laughs> there's no faking it till you make it. Like you can't, if you don't do something, yeah. I mean, it's, it's your body. It's a body part. Like any modification on whatever body part it is, is seeable. <laughs> right. And the thing is, is if your, your gut is telling that there's something ethical, not right. And it's unsettling to you. It's time for you to move on, you know, get your resume together. If you don't know how to get a resume, there are tons of people that will help you get a resume. I'll help you. John will help you. Rondo will help you. I think there's somebody on there that does resumes. Yeah. I mean, there. get your resume together and get out and find an office that you can ethically feel good about because no one wants a pit in their stomach or, you know, um, no one wants to feel like, oh my gosh, that's insurance fraud or, oh my God, the poor patient has to pay money when we technically didn't do that. Because that's what it, I mean, then the office is going to get billing questions because a two surface costs more than three and the patient's copay or portion or amount they have to pay, it's going to be more. So how do you explain that to the patient? And the thing is, is they go to another dentist, say they leave there because they think that was un, unreasonable and they weren't told up front and they were unhappy, right? right. I mean, we do tell patients before treatment. In the event something changes throughout this procedure, we will stop and let you know what the changes are going to be, right? That's the right. ethical way to do it. Um, so if they go to another dentist and say, hey, I need a second opinion on this tooth. I got billed for an MOD. I have no idea what that is. Can you tell me if this tooth has an MOD and what your prices will be? And then they say, um, no, you only have an MO on this. And you're going to have an irritated patient and they're going to turn you into the board. They could turn you into the board. So I would just, you know, kind of bring it up to a de the dentist in a, a, not a funny way, but like a non, like you're pointing finger type of way. Yeah. Or like, sense? I was sure I put in the right surfaces, but for some reason, when it went to the insurance, there was three. So I'm not sure 
did did I hit a wrong button? Like if you put it on right. you, it makes their guilt that much higher because their integrity starts to kick in if they have it. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, you're right. It must have been you. You know, and that that gets them thinking, okay, well, I tried to get away with it. You know, whether it's like right. a, somebody at the front desk that's doing it or it's driven by the doctor's, um, yeah. you know, integrity issues as well. But yeah, put you know, it on you. Thing is, <laughs> right. Put it on you and, oh my gosh, I must have made a mistake. But if, if, if you ever bring it up to the doctor and say, you know, we didn't do a build up, but we build for one. And he says, oh, mind your own business. Well, then obviously he's doing something unethical or they are doing un, um, something unethical. But if you ever get fired for kind of bringing it up, then you definitely want to make mental notes and keep notes and, you know, maybe turn them into the board or turn them into, I'm sorry, but that's not right. If you're trying to be ethical and have morals, right, or morales or whatever you want to call it, there's a lot of shady shit that goes on sometimes with dentists. And it's not okay if we stand by and let them continue to do the shady shit that they do. Yeah, we see it in the news. We see it all over the place. It does happen. And I'm talking about even with your front office, if you saw a team member stealing money, okay, you better stand up and say something. You know, we have to have our ethics and and morals because it happens all the time. Not saying every dental office, but it does. I mean, there was just another article in the paper about a office manager that got charged with $280,000 of stealing from the dental office. You know, and I feel bad for the people that worked with her that didn't oversee that she was doing that or the dentist that didn't oversee it. Now, from an assistant standpoint, we not, might not see the collection of money, but if you do see someone taking equipment or taking whitening trays, that's all stealing. Yep. That's unethical. If we didn't ask to take it, then we shouldn't be touching it. So well, you're just as guilty if you don't say anything. Right. Right. Absolutely. Now, 90% of the time, if someone came up to me, hey, can I have a water pick? I'm going to say, yeah, go ahead, take a water pick. But at least ask, yeah. you know, at least ask if it's, oh, no, you know, you know, those cost us $45 or whatever they cost. And can you just pay that? Oh, yeah, great. You know, you can. So, yeah, just have, you know, stand your ground and be ethics. And I'm glad that, you know, this assistant feels like in her gut that that's unethical. Yeah, trust that's a good, your. That's a good character trait. Yes. 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 <laughs> I've left before. Like, I remember this is kind of different. It's not about billing, but I worked for de- a dentist, right? We were doing like, um, like some type of onlay on number two. And it was like back in the day where we had the old Cirrus. So it was like the, um, or the blue cam where we had to do the powder mm-hmm. and, um, he couldn't get a clamp on two. Like I couldn't get a clamp on two. I mean, it was barely erupted. So what does he do? He does a palatal injection and then takes one of those vampire clamps. I'm sure it has a number, but I can't recall it right now. And literally clamps the bone. So is this making sense? So he took the clamp and went past the tooth and clamped the bone. So immediately that tissue starts to die. Like you can see it turn blue. And then by the time the appointment was over, it was dead. Like that tissue was going to fall off in the next day or two. Because he literally just, you know, did a gingivectomy on bone, if that's what you call it. Gingivectomy? (laughs) Yeah, it was horrible. Like, and my, I didn't last there at all. Like, that was my two-week office. I'm like, I couldn't believe it because the patient didn't know. They couldn't feel it. I didn't have, I didn't realize that I was supposed to speak up. Like, when something was wrong, I should have just, but I was still timid. A lot of us are. 
And, um, mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. Like I just, I, I went through that whole procedure looking at that clamp on that tissue. Now, I'll be thing is, is, to get an image of it. Right. And, uh, and it comes down to, we are always afraid to speak up. It's okay to speak up because the most that can happen, they can fire you. And then you can file a claim with the labor board. I'm sorry. I'm all for people filing claims with the labor board and collecting them for going on I got fired that's not okay we should be able to one dentist we have to do it in an approachable manner I say so I would I would come to you and say hey Rhonda you know what I noticed that you placed that clamp a little bit on the tissue and this is what happened how can we fix this the next time instead of saying oh by the way you did this wrong and you da 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 you know so pointing the finger conversation, right? Instead of a more constructive criticism conversation, I guess. But it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard because yep. a lot of the, you know, a lot of assistants are afraid to speak up, but it's okay to speak up. And the most that's going to happen is they fire you and then you can go collect unemployment. Or they respect you more because you, they Absolutely. You with your own yeah, they're positive. <laughs> Because maybe nobody has ever spoken up to them. They're like, whoa, holy, you know, and it's every team member. I mean, it happens with the front. It happens with hygienists. It happens with the other assistants, sterilization. It, you know, it might happen with the doctor. Maybe his team doesn't respect him and are pushing and bullying around him. So it could happen all the way around. It's just having respect for each other because you are a team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that okay. was good. End of my soapbox. I that was... today. I don't even have a soapbox, but <laughs> whatever that, I, my butt can fit in a soapbox. I'd probably crush it. So. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that was a great post because I know all of us have dealt with integrity issues at least one yes. time in our career where we saw something. Yes. And I didn't even go back and I didn't even read the comments on it. So I'm going to go back today and read the comments on it and then I'll tag our, our podcast in it to see what they think. So you what's your post? Um, let's see. Okay. So mine's juicy too. Uh, oh, but I, just, I lost it. Where'd it go? Okay. 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm almost there. And I am still searching. Usually I take a screenshot. I don't know why I didn't do that. Um, I'm um, um, with it this morning. <laughs> um, oh, oh, here it is. Uh, it's a post out of Dental Assistance Worldwide Group, and the poster stated, "Need positive thoughts, please." Got poked with the needle. The cap want on all the the. Okay, so the cap wasn't on all the way. Then the okay. office manager came in and informed me the patient has AIDS. Okay. So, um, that's just. That's, that's okay. <laughs> so I guess that was, here's where, the post? that was the post. So okay, that was the post. Okay. they want positive thoughts. Um, but he, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Like we work in healthcare guys. Like there is always going to be universal precaution and we are always going to be exposed to things that common people aren't. And, right. and, and you have to be headstrong going into this career field, knowing that you're going to be exposed to things as a healthcare provider and, and, and understanding what are your steps? What do you do after a needle poke? What do you do? 
Julie, you want to run through the whole, uh, you're pretty good with systems, A to B to C? Well, they should, <laughs> each office should have their own, you know, emergency incident funnel, you know, like how they do things. And, you know, what the office manager says is, on, okay, she got poked, then we get her to the doctor, and that doctor is going to know exactly what she needs to do also, write a report, document in her chart, talk to the patient, let the patient know. I mean, there's a whole series of steps that every office should take, and you don't have them in your office, and this is doing a disservice to that dental assistant. The thing also that dental assistants should be doing is reading the medical history every single time they come in. And not just about if they have AIDS or HIV or, um, you know, hep C, hep C, but what medications are they being more aware of that patient's medical condition? Because in the event of an emergency like this, which I, I classify as an emergency, a patient, any type of hope, whether the patient had HIV or not, it's still an incident and it needs to be reported and handled properly. But if you read, you know, what if the patient has epilepsy? And you don't know, and, and, and the doctor really skimmed over. Or what if they've had heart issues? Or So me, reading a medical history on every single patient and updating that at every visit is a very important part of our, our job. Because maybe not saying, you know, it could alleviate that, but it could have been, oh, my God, I hope the, the patient had, had AIDS. Now, does he have full-blown AIDS or does he have HIV? I mean, that's the, that's the thing. But there are steps that the office manager needs to take for that, the safety of that assistant so that she's registered. And I think it's like a six-month drawn-out mm -hmm. thing. And every state is different and every office protocol is different. But, it, you know, these things should be practiced, I say, twice a year. We should go through all our emergencies, wear fire extinguishers, eye wash stations, what's our, if someone gets cut, poked, stabbed, whatever, something happens with a patient. This, you know, this dental assistant obviously wasn't prepared, right? Right. So positive thoughts, absolutely, her way. Is it likely? I, I don't know if she's going to get contaminated with anything. I shouldn't really say contaminated, but the thing is, we have to practice needle safety. How are we recapping our needles? Yep. Are you using a safety device? There's tons of safety device. And if you use a single-handed scoop method, she shouldn't have gotten poked. You know, so, I mean, there's things on her end, too, that, it, you know, could have been her fault of how she handled that needle. And we don't need to be in a rush because that's when things happen, right? Absolutely, guys. Just like the cassettes, if something's sticking out of your cassette, and you go right. to manhandle that thing, what, what do you think is going to happen? That IPC is going to go straight through your glove, into your skin, and you're going to be bleeding. <laughs> right. All because you're rushing all these things, to make sure that they were all in there. Right. And all these things need to be reported. Anytime you get poked, cut, stabbed, tripped, fall, banged on the head, you need to tell somebody because it's not okay for them to say, oh, it's all right. You'll be fine. That is not okay. You know, there are after effects of all these incidents that could happen. And it is our job as an office manager and a business manager and an assistant, whatever hat I may wear, to help my employees be protected and have longevity in this field. I mean, someone bangs their head. How many people have opened up cabinets and then stood up and banged their head on the corner of the cabinet? Yeah. Right? And that could cause a concussion. It could cause bruising. It could cause a headache. I mean, take care of your employees and make sure that 
proper protocols are in place. So in the event that they do get hurt on the job, that's why we have insurance too, to cover all the stuff that you file the proper procedures and write reports and, and keep a medical history log of patients and um, era patients of your, your team members. Like I have an, an envelope that um, says uh, rip open in the event of emergency. So I don't know my teams, I don't know all their insurance emergency. It's in a sealed envelope. So in the event that they get hurt or something happens, I can rip it open and say, okay, what hospital you want to go to? What doctor do you see? Who's your husband? Emergency contact, your, your medical insurance. So that's all on file. That's genius. I, you know what? And it, that's, that's initiative guys. If you know, your practice doesn't have systems and protocols set up, especially this like this. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Just get mm -hmm. it. Just have it ready. Have it, you know, and then you're bringing this up and like, Hey, I'd, I want to run with this ball. Like talking about like stepping up and taking on more responsibility so that you can get that increase in pay eventually is by doing little things like mm -hmm. this. Like, just take Julie's advice. Just go build a packet, like an emergency packet for all the employees. Have everything pre-typed um, up if you can. I, I think it's genius. And especially, like you said, th there are no small incidents. Like, if something, no. don't, don't feel like you're bothering somebody or that, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to say anything. Say something every time because the last thing you want to happen is for you to become either critically ill or something that's going to mutate mm -hmm. life in some way, shape or form all because, you know, you didn't report it or you didn't say anything. And then here it is, you know, 10 years down the road, something traumatic happened to you at work. It wasn't reported. And now you have no help. You know, <laughs> you know there, there's right. no paper trail. There's nothing saying that this is related to this. Right. Absolutely. And and that's the thing, if you're, this can be a learning experience for her and she can set herself as the example of what needs to happen in her office and, you know, where are their OSHA standards and their emergency protocols in place because that needs to happen for her, for her to rest assured that nothing's wrong, nothing's going to happen and she takes the, to relieve that off of her, you know, because I feel bad now because this assistant is panicking, you know about the outcome of this situation and positive thoughts to her it's going to be okay just you know but I think when she goes back to the office she and if things didn't go the way they needed to go for her they need to sit down as a team and reevaluate what's going to go better than next time yeah so there shouldn't be a next time but if there is right you know so well I will look for the follow-up to this we hope she's okay and and she got the proper care that she needed. So, yeah. Oh, well, Julie, this is great. This is great. Thank you so much. This is, you're on vacation. You're welcome. Time with us. I am on vacation, but I love to spend time with my dental assistant. Because you're a world. rock star. We're rock stars. We're all rock stars. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie, where we're banding together to ensure that every dental assistant has a better tomorrow than they did today. Don't forget to find your tribe. Dental Assistants Worldwide Group has a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, grow, and learn. 
Find Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock, the website, or Instagram. And as always, if you guys need to get a hold of the DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page. You can message through there. But I just truly appreciate you letting us help you get over the hump of the week Wednesday.